How's everybody doing out there? This is Spence Taylor with Local Live at WFHB. And with us tonight, we've got the wonderful Cade Puckett. And I think I'm going to let him start by playing us a song. Call me wonderful. I'll take that. So I'll give you a green Nova, and I'll try to put Kicking Wing on the end of it. That's a new one of mine. So green Nova's a little older one, and then I'll give you the new spin. So hopefully I can hook them together. Here we go. Give you a prelude. Thank you. 
Wow. That's amazing. Thanks for sharing that with us. You have such a unique style. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about how you got started playing guitar? Yeah, well, I actually got a guitar in the back of a car. My dad brought home a 68 Malibu one, one day. I always think back and I think, was anybody driving that car when he was pulling it in? I don't think there was. I think that he just yanked that car in the yard and got out of the way. And I think he even jumped out of the truck and unhooked it and let that car roll into the yard. <laughs> <laughs> he opened the trunk and there was a box full of car or, uh, guitar parts, you know, and there were Stratocaster parts. So I would stay the weekends at my dad's. So the next weekend when I came back, I think it was my birthday, and when he got home, he had that he had built a guitar out of there. So I started rock and rolling with that guitar. And then he he worked at the mine, so he wouldn't leave me at home by myself. So about five in the morning, he dropped me off at my grandpa's. So I woke up to Chad Atkins, you know. I was actually telling you the story a minute ago. Woke up to this one morning. So I jumped up out of bed. I had to figure out what that was, that sound, you know, because I was rocking and rolling. And I liked Chet Atkins. I, I grew up listening to it. But for some reason... Those hit me that morning, so I had to start learning those those kind of chords, you know. And then I had to get a thumb pick because I they tease me all the time. Well, you sound pretty good, but you're wearing the wrong pick. So <laughs> eventually, I went to the thumb pick. I went back and forth, but I've I've ended up with a thumb pick all the time. I use it like a flat pick or whatever I need. Sometimes I take it off, but most of the time I'm using one of them. So that's where it started, and then nosing around, I found all my grandpa's albums, which were all Chet Atkins and uh, Jerry Reed and Merle Travis albums. So when he saw I was in there, he asked me if I liked it. I said, yeah. He said, well, pick one of those records out and take it home with you. If you learn one song off of it, you can keep the record. So I'd take that record home, and I, I learned all the songs I could, except for the ones, the... Uh, contemporary ones with the ladies singing <laughs> <laughs> most of the guitar songs you know yeah. but um can't remember the double album of chet atkins i learned a lot off of um it was a big blue album i can't remember the name of it but every weekend i came back wanting another record so yeah sometimes Excellent. i would be disappointed because it would just be a record with singers and chet in the background <laughs> he was catering to the you know sure. the contemporary crowd but I, so and i didn't know what i was looking for at the time i just thought oh, i gotta get some chat so i pick up the record and there you have it so but anyways that's what did it and i mean they all played chet Atkins style my dad played country western but he played chet style too thumb picking mm. but my grandpa played all that stuff thumb style and backup guitar like jazz guitar and some lead but mostly the backup guitar stuff you know well thanks for sharing that story with us mm -hmm. do you have another song you like to play for us yeah this i do actually i got a couple of new songs here 
This one here is called Butterflies. Hopefully I get through it. There you go.
That was a new, new one. What was that one called again? Butterfly. Butterfly. Beautiful. Actually, I wrote two of those. I wrote that one for my mom, and then I had another song. I thought, well, I'll write this one for my mom, too. So I named this song Janie B. So are you ready for this? <laughs> Both in A, if you're curious about that. Well, I was, <laughs> but now I know. <laughs> ah, I love your music. Can you tell us a little bit about where to find it? Actually, I got music on Bandcamp right now, just for download. So, I'm, you know, um, that's about it right now. On there, I don't take around CDs or anything. So it's kind of a pain to do all that. <laughs> you know all about that. But. Do you have any shows coming up soon? At the Brown County Inn is Saturday. What's the date? She don't have. I can't remember the date. Is it coming up? Just ahead. It's this Saturday coming. This coming Saturday. Yeah. At Brown County Inn. Brown County Inn. I think it's twelve to three. Twelve to three. So. Excellent. If you come somewhere in there, you'll find me. <laughs> Well, I'll do this one for you, I guess. Unless you got any more questions. You have some more questions? <laughs>
don't have no time. I don't have relation with people of the like kind. Don't have no money, no shiny car. Don't have a reason, just a beat up, dirty guitar. Turn up the phone, turn up the music, move your body to the phone. So I hate the city, I quit that job, I get up and go back to the country every time. Oh yeah. Fuzzy fingers, <laughs> fuzzy fingers, scuzzy fingers, fuzzy fingers. Wow. Some holidays on the end of there for you. Yeah, that's really Holiday, nice. Holiday sauce. <laughs> I have a question for you. Yes. Could you tell us a story of you and the world's largest guitar? <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, I could start at many of the places there. So anyway, let's start like this. I moved to a new school. So I moved from Linton High School to Shackamack High School. And before I went there, too, my mom even called and said, Ken, is it okay if my son brings his guitar and plays his guitar in the band? And they let me. They let me come and it sort of started a new thing there. But anyways, I had a shop teacher. His name was Mr. McNabb, Jeff McNabb. And when I got there, his shop class was building the world's largest yo-yo at the mm. time. And I didn't really know him at the time. He saw me with these guitar player magazines all the time. And if he'd see me in the hallway, he'd say, where are you going, playing that rock and roll music? He'd tease me because I had long hair. And he, <laughs> he's a teacher, you know. He's got to do that. <laughs> but one day he said, why don't you bring that guitar into my class and play me some guitar? So I know he was expecting, I know what he was expecting, rock and roll. So I had a plan. So I went in there <laughs> and played... Um, Taste of Honey by Chet Atkin. About 10 minutes, he wanted to take lessons. But <laughs> I discovered, too, in that time, that he was a piano player. Mm. So I'm sitting there playing. He's, he gets behind the piano. We were in study hall. I had his study hall, too. So he started playing piano with me back there, and we started to become pretty good friends. So I got to help on that yo-yo. I mean, they even dropped that yo-yo off a crane, and it went up and down 13 times. It had to go up and down. It had the yo-yo to get into the world's wow. Guinness Book of World's Record. So he got the biggest crane, and he did all that. So the next year, you know, I bump up a notch to senior, and I'm, I, I'm there the full year. I'm in his shop class, and he's, he wants to do a world record again. So it started out with drums. And the, the number of drums was just crazy. And you had to play them all. Not just, I mean, yeah, we could play them all, but you had to do it in a certain amount of time in this drum solo. You had to get all these drums played. So, and, you know, we added it up, but it wasn't going to be possible. <laughs> <laughs> so the next was the guitar. A lot of, there was a lot of musicians in his class that shop class so we did we me and my brother scaled that guitar up it was a picture of a gibson flying v i don't remember the book but we scaled it up from the picture wow. to 38 feet two inches long <laughs> <laughs> we picked the flying v because it had wings you know mm -hmm. and along we made a big long headstock i even made a big old strap knob to stick out on the end of it to make it a little bit long <laughs> Like the strap, the strap knob was bigger than my head. <laughs> yeah. Oh my so, yeah, that was an interesting thing. And when I graduated, I was not only graduating, but I was doing radio interviews and things about that world's largest guitar. Hmm. And then somehow Dick Clark heard about it, and he got in kind of a feud with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Both of them wanted to buy it, hmm. and eventually Dick Clark won the won the fight. You know, I guess. Mm -hmm. So he got it, and then he took it to California. I saw it on TV that summer on a, an award show or something of his. But the next summer, he brought it back to Indiana, and he put it at Keystone at the Crossing. There was a club there. It was bandstand bar and grill that he was going to put there, and then he had this guitar. When you walked in. 
the headstock was at the door and the neck went all the way up the aisle and then the body sprawled out over the bar. It was on the <laughs> ceiling. Wow. So then eventually that place, you know, disappeared and he, he took it back and I don't know where it is now. I think it's in a warehouse with all of his things. Huh. I'm not sure who has it or what. I know somebody's acquired all that stuff, but I'm yeah. not sure who. But yeah, that was interesting. We played it too. It had to be played. Had to be the loudest guitar. <laughs> Couldn't just be the biggest. <laughs> wow, what a story! Mm -hmm. Thank we you had for a sharing. double. We had a humbucker pickup for each string, <laughs> and it had its own preamped out. Each pickup did, and then each pickup had its own bass amplifier, six hundred watt bass amplifier for each string. No way. <laughs> Which yeah. I'm sure they went louder now. <laughs> it doesn't hold the record anymore, but I'm not sure what broke it. What kind of strings did you use? Um, they were the biggest piano string you could buy. Wow. He actually got Didario to sponsor us, and they sent us the biggest piano string, string you, you could get. <laughs> they sent us 12... 58-foot-long piano wow. strings, that big piano string. Holy cow. <laughs> so we thought, well, we're going to put them on there. And the uh, Mr. McNabb, the teacher, says, well, we're going to put one on there, and I want everybody to get down on the ground and put these safety glasses on because we're going to tighten that thing up until it busts because we want to see how far we can take it, how high. Wow. Yeah. So we tuned it and tuned it and tuned it. Actually, I was on the ground behind the headstock tuning it. Big wrench. <laughs> it had dummy head tuning pegs, but behind there was a machine kind of mm. mechanism you could tune it. So I was laying down flat behind the head, tuning them up. And finally, it popped. Man, it took off. I mean, the shelves. It took out shelves oh, and shelves of stuff around us. But we figured it out. We couldn't tune it like a guitar, but I probably should shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we have time for a short one if you want to play song. one short song Let's for see what us. I got yeah. in there. All right, I'll do. Well, I haven't done this in for a while, so miss, wish me luck. This is a song I did for a buddy of mine. He was good at getting words mixed together. And uh, Guitar Lick came out one day. His wife had asked him where the salt was, and he was talking to me about music. He said, it's beside the Guitar Lick. So I said, <laughs> anyways, this song came from that. So here we go. Told you it'd be in a while. Here we go.
Thank you again for coming to WFHB. My very special guest, Cade Puckett. Thank you for having me. I'd like to thank our audio engineer, Jim Lang, and I'll send it back to Christine.